0: Good morning, welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. It is Monday morning, day off for us here in the States and thought it would be a good time. I've, I've been running around doing errands and house projects. It's fairly early in the morning. It's not too early in the morning, but as I was doing these projects, I was doing some reading. I was doing all these different things this morning. Um, there were things on my heart, I guess, and my mind as I started thinking about putting a podcast out today And if you're watching this on YouTube, many do not, which is absolutely fine. It is a place that you can go if you just search dead three coaching or go to the show notes should be able to find it. But what you'll find there with this episode is someone that has just been drinking coffee that woke up late and has been doing house projects. So I am without question, not put together. But listen, we're 15 days in. I don't know how much longer I'm going to say this. How long do you continue to say Happy New Year to people? I heard somebody say that they are done receiving and saying happy new year around the 15th, which is today. So I don't know how much longer I will continue to say that we are on chapter one and uh, chapter one of a book, of a uh, a book that is 12 chapters. And we are on page 15. My youngest son, my middle child is a, an eighth grader. And as I dropped him off for basketball, or for school or picked him up from school or something like that last week. Three of his friends that he was walking with, one of them reached out and says, hey, I really like your podcast. And so, uh, and then Tyler got in, my son Tyler got into the car and started laughing. He said, hey, some of my friends are listening to your podcast. So, hey, everybody that is listening, I really appreciate it. We have started the new year. I don't amplify this as much as I should and will and need to. Um, I, I believe that in 2024, that will change here a little bit as I'm immersed in uh, consuming a lot of content. And, and some of it is built around that um, and building this brand up, building this, uh, you know, I guess, you know, company up, business up, content up, community up is ultimately what I want. And so I think that will change. But 15 days in, this is as good as it's been for our podcast. So I do a pre, I'm watching the people that are subscribing and following and sharing, and it's actually been a crazy good start to the year. Um, so all it takes, if you're listening to this on Spotify, which the numbers say most of you are, there's a follow button right there. If you could just click that follow button, it does help us actually quite a bit in terms of how things bubble up and um, the recognition and, and kind of how this shows up in the menu of things on uh, Spotify. So I really thank you. Hey, I want to jump right into it. This is going to be very sport focused and oriented, but there is a business lesson in here. There are five things I want to get into. And this is, again, it's, I'm just, I feel like I'm very aware of what's going on. My wife would say, I have no clue what's going on. She means that jokingly, you know, that I have selective hearing that maybe husbands do. Um, but I am very kind of aware of what's going on. And um, and being observant to leadership and, uh, uh, messaging and, uh, communication. And, and then I'm always trying to kind of figure out that story and how it impacts me, how it impacts my teams, how it impacts my children, my wife, my community, my friends, like all that, like, I'm just kind of wrapped up in that. And I'm very aware, I think, or I try to be very aware of what is going on, but here's the, here's a story that I've seen recently sport focused. If you have people on your team, athletically, let's say. And let's just say, let's just paint this example. Somebody's a really good shooter in basketball. What you need to do as a coach, and I, and I struggle with this, so we'll probably go around and I do want to get to these five points, which I struggle doing sometimes. But the roles that you carve out for people athletically, if they're good at it, then you need to expand that role, give confidence to that role, make them feel good about that role, make them feel they can fulfill the role, expand it, all that sort of stuff, that they are valuable, that if they want to contribute to the progress and execution of this team, then they need to do X. And you need to place them in that role. Now, place them in things that they're good at. Place them in things that they love. Place them in roles that they could be passionate about. In terms of like, hey, my time, my focus, my attention, my my um uh education, my study in that particular role. Because I'm gonna crush it. This is how I contribute. You're always selling as a coach, vision, contribution, the wins, the purpose, why you're like what we're doing, where we hope to get to, you're always selling it. And you've got to sell the roles of the individual on how they contribute to that outcome. So if somebody is a shooter, let's say in the game of basketball, and that's their role, like, hey, you're really good at this, okay? My encouragement to you as a coach, if that's what you do, but it, we are pivoting here to a business context as you build your business teams, is you've got to give that person so much confidence. If that's the role, if they're good at it, if it's their role, if you need it, if they're passionate about it, if they are expanding it, if they are training to get better at it, if they are studying to understand the depths of it, give them as much confidence as you can. Is You, you have to understand in the world of basketball, shooting a basketball, if you're really, really good, if if you're really good, you're missing six out of 10 shots. If you're elite and if you're at the best, you're missing five. So what do you do as a leader, as a coach on the ones they miss? A friend of mine that coaches Division I basketball says, hey, if it's a bad shot, it's a bad shot, even if he makes it. It can't all of a sudden be a bad shot when he misses it and not when he makes it if you you can't be a coach that says man that's a hell of a shot great job great job great job when they make it if it's a bad shot it's a bad shot you understand what i'm saying so i say this because i've just seen like if you're really good at something what does i've just seen so many coaches not so many i've seen coaches where hey this is your role this is what you're good at um And then when it doesn't go well, when they miss two, three, four shots, if that's their role and that's the context of this conversation, that it's blistering them, it's really critiquing them in a a manner that, hey, that's a horrible shot, like blah, 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 even when it's not. It's a good shot if I make it. It's a bad shot when I miss it. So you have somebody that is fulfilling a role. You agree on the role. You acknowledge that this person is great at that role. And then when it doesn't go great for them, You get after them. You are demeaning. It's a phrase that um, I've been talking with people about. You're demeaning to them in that role. You're critical of their execution in that role. When this is the reality that you have to consider as a coach and a leader is that is your role. You have proven that you're great at it. And because of that, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to lift you up. So you excel in that role. So I expand it because we need it. I don't want to do anything as a leader and coach that as it relates to winning and getting a win and pushing the organization further along to diminish you or have you hesitant or have you feel that you have to look over your shoulder, walk on eggshells within something you're great at when it doesn't go your way. You have to understand that as a coach and leader. So now, What I want to do is lift you up when things don't go bad. Hey, it's okay. You are great at this. I know the first two, three have not gone well, but I believe in you. We believe in you. And the shots you're taking are exactly what we need. And if we lose this game with you taking and and getting after the shots that you clearly can do and it's your role and you're that good at it, then I'm fine losing. Or we need to adjust it some. Maybe we adjust. We don't adjust after a few minor setbacks. Now, if you've listened to this, we're nine minutes in. You know where I'm going to pivot. This is you as a business coach. This is you leading your software, your sales, your client list. That you put people in the right role. So we are talking about good to great, I believe, where we talk about the right people on the bus. Once you get the right people on the bus, then obviously you all know this. You get them in the right seats on the bus. Once you get them in the right seats on the bus, then you do everything you can to encourage, to coach, to lead, to uplift, to give confidence, to give acknowledgement, to give celebration for the role that they're performing. You do not bring down, you do not lessen the confidence they may have. You do not have them looking over their shoulder. You uplift, you encourage, you expand you celebrate even when there is a storm the example i think about when i hear, kind of talk about this and talk about it here talk about it with other people and actually talk about it with my children because there's my my son my oldest son man he really knows what's going on in the mba and his history of it and his study of it is crazy actually he loves it and we were talking about the time Steph Curry missed 13 shots in a game. 13 in a row. Didn't phase him, didn't phase his coach. Cuz that's his role, that's his gift, that's his talent. That's his uh unique ability, to quote um this 10x is easier than 2x book, everybody's got a unique ability and it's not always going to go great, but you have leadership. Steve Kerr, head coach of the Warriors in a timeout saying, man, I would do anything to have been the player you are because nothing shakes you. You think you're that good in your role, in your unique ability. And I wish I had that. You're amazing. It's, it's that cost, man. It's a cost to uplift and encourage and change people as a leader. Instead of, now, now listen, if you have somebody that is delusional about their role and their abilities and their contribution. Yes. You got to do some coaching. There was a phrase, there is a player at Duke university right now. And I heard this quote about him. If you were to see him shoot a basketball and I watch a lot of Duke basketball, I'm like, why in the world is that dude shooting? And the, and the quote is, and I may not get it exactly right, but somebody said that athlete, that player, has so much confidence in being bad at something than he's ever seen in an athlete. That's not an exact quote, but you understand what I'm saying. That dude has so much confidence in being bad at something like we can't have that. Like you can't be shooting like to give a basketball perspective 5% and think you're Steph Curry. You can't. So, but coaches have to understand that role. And if you've placed them in that role. So now, You know how we position this now to the professional world. Things are not going to go well for you and your teams. You're going to lose games. You're going to lose clients. You're going to lose sales. You're going to lose software releases. And you have to have, if you've got the best team around, it is going to not go well. So what do you do? You get after them for not being good enough. You get after them for you diminish and bring down their confidence that they have in themselves. Oh, this person doesn't believe in me. People say, or I have said, and I've heard, this is not original. The most important confidence on the team is the confidence the coach or leader has in the team members to do certain things. In the world of basketball and shooting, it's not the player's confidence that's most important. It is the coach's confidence in the player hey, I believe in you, I have crazy good confidence that you can do this, and that confidence is gonna then rub off on the player so they have elevated confidence. That is the most important confidence. And it's the same thing in the business world. I believe in you, and I know you can do it. And things have not gone well this quarter, this sale, this week, that phone call, these phone calls, whatever it is, it's okay. Now, let's circle back with one another. Let's get some feedback going. Let's get some discussion going on why it's not going well. And let's get better because I believe in you. You're the best we have at this. This is the role you fill. And I don't ever want you feeling that you can't shoot. You understand what I'm saying there? That you're not the closer. Or I don't ever want you feeling you can't, can't close sales. I don't ever want you feeling you can't. You know, release this software, do whatever you do for the team, the QA, the writing the code, making, you know, the software requirement, whatever it is. I believe in you. Things are not always going to go our way, but I've got the right team to win. And I've got the people in the right roles to win. So here are the five things. And I'm really driven by this because we do deal with young athletes. You want to challenge kids and young athletes that there's, that there is, they, they can become, be, do, have. 10X is easier than 2X. You can be, do, have anything. You got to get concentrated focus. That's the whole 10X principle that I'm into now. If you've listened to the podcast, I did finish the book. It's an amazing book. Go get the 10X is easier than 2X by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Go get that book. but you want to you want to have people believe they can do anything now when it's game time maybe they don't get to do everything when it's sales time maybe they don't get to make all the calls when it's software time maybe they don't get to do x are you willing are you eager are you passionate are you putting in the work do you deserve it have you earned it do you deserve it and have you earned it so you don't want to say hey you can't ever but i think we need to be an organization and have organizations that build up, that give confidence, that have that are confident in people's roles, responsibilities. I believe we need to have organizations that are 10x, not 2x. I know that doesn't mean much right now. We'll get into it in another podcast. We've got to be able to have people think that they're that we can 10x this business, this team, this product line this organization, this basketball team that we can 10 exit. And then we've got to figure out how we get locked in on our 20% to push us there. What is that 20%? Here are the five things real quick on how to build confidence within your team and these people and you're the people you're leading Then And I'm going to go through them quick. I'm just going to give the titles. And then we're going to come back real quick over five or 10 minutes and just talk about it. But one is just recognition and appreciation. Two is clear communication from the leader to the coach, to the, to the staff, to the people we're leading. Three is just empowerment and autonomy. Four is skill development, get them better. And five, you got to give the feedback. So, recognition and appreciation, if you know anything about me, and I've said this professionally with what I do for a living, man, if I'm not a cheerleader, if I'm not recognition, encouragement, appreciation, contribution, value, then I need to get a new job. Like, I've got, I, I believe we should hang our hat on the celebration of the work we're doing. And so, you take the people that are really good at shooting a basketball, selling a car, working with clients, getting clients. When they get their wins, man, you celebrate the hell out of it. And even when things don't go well and you get your losses and you miss two or three shots in a row, it is the confidence. It's the recognition. It is the appreciation of how good they are, even when it's not going well. Hey, buddy, I know that you've missed three shots, but those are the best shots that we could get. And it's your role. And that's what you do really well. And I want you to know that I believe in you. And you know what? If you get those opportunities again here in the second half, you better take them or you're coming out. Oh, I had this uh, this exchange with an athlete. And I forget what game it was. And for those that listen, it doesn't matter who we are playing. One of our players who is new to our team and is understanding the values and how we talk and communicate and how we encourage and how we carve out roles was playing this game. And we were playing a game. It was a Christmas tournament, actually, at a local high school around here. And we were playing this Christmas tournament. And this athlete who is new to our program was playing well, was playing well. And when he's playing and he's really good and I really love him and how he's endured himself to our community, to our program, to the school, to his teammates has been really enjoyable to watch. Really love this kid. And he had turned it over twice in a row by trying to make passes to his teammates that they couldn't handle. They weren't in a position to do anything with it It was a wrong spot for them to receive the ball, et cetera. So the leadership lesson there is now we've got to put, you want to give the ball, the phone call, the sale, the handoff, whatever it is to the people that can execute on winning in that spot. So essentially he was giving the ball to players that couldn't do anything with the ball in that spot or their opportunity for success, contribution, and uh, uh, moving us towards winning. Wasn't good in that spot. He did it twice in a row in a very uh, close game that we ultimately ended up winning. Then during a free throw or something, I stood up and pulled him aside. I said, listen, You're giving the ball to people that can't do anything with it there. I appreciate that you're being unselfish trying to get them the ball. The better opportunity is for you to attack, for you to fulfill your role, for you to take shots and and be selfish in those moments to score. Those are the better options for us in those situations. He looked at me and he said, coach, I've never had that level of a green light he didn't say it exactly like that but you understand what I'm saying like nobody's ever talked to me like this to give me that confidence that green light and he went on I'm not saying because of that conversation he went on to have a crazy good game and we won a game that uh, was close like I'm not saying we shouldn't have won it but it was a close game that we could have won and we ended up winning and I'm not saying it's because of that conversation all I'm saying is man Find your opportunities to build up your team, your people, and give confidence to people. Give them a green light, even when it's not going well, even when there are two losses on the board, two turnovers in a row in a heated contest. I believe in you. This is what you can do better. And that's bullet point number five on feedback. But you've got to recognize and appreciate people, even when they're losing, and even when the losses are mounting, and even when the score isn't in your favor in terms of sales. I believe in you. Now let's get better. So let me jump to four skill development opportunities. Yeah. Like let's get you better because you're really, really good at it right now. But I also see these three or four things that we, we, we can do better. It's so easy just to get after kids and be demeaning. It's so easy in the business world to be demeaning when losses pile up when shots don't go in, when the clients don't call back. It is so easy to be demeaning. Uplift, encourage, acknowledge, recognize, celebrate. And here's, a, here's the other one. Be demanding. I am the most demanding guy around when it comes to some of this stuff. I hope, and I was talking with some families recently. I go, I hope that I am demanding without being demeaning. You have to figure out what demeaning is. And that's where my mind is, right? Like we can't be demeaning. You've got to be demanding though. I'm going to be demanding that the people that I'm around and the people I lead and the people I coach, et cetera, I'm going to be demanding that they've got greatness in them, that they have no idea they have it in their tank and in their soul. And I'm going to do everything I can to get it out because there is greatness in them. I'm not going to be demeaning. I'm not going to pull the people that I need to have confidence down in their role. Shooting, handling, selling, closing, getting clients, cold calling, podcasting. No, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to lift you up because you kill it at this. Clear communication. We got to ensure that there's open, transparent communication from leader to player. To worker, whatever it is, right? We got to uh, clearly articulate the expectation. It can't be a bad shot all of a sudden. It can't be a bad shot. It's like the sales guy that is absolutely killing it. And you know what? He's converting 70% of his shots, or not shots, sales, 50% of his sales, and he's just killing it. You know, he's killing it. And he's got these quarters where he's, you know, 30, 40, 50% closing, maybe he's 80, 90, whatever that is in your industry, somebody that's just killing it. And then all of a sudden a new quarter starts and he's oh, you know, he's at 20%. This story impacted me mightily. When I was in my early twenties, I worked at a company called dial America. I don't have, have any idea if they're still around. It's been 30 plus years. I doubt it in this day and age that they would still be around. But in order to get through college, I did telemarketing and I was on that phone all the time, four nights a week, five hours a night, sometimes getting sales, selling magazines for the special Olympics and the diabetes association, whatever it was back then. And I could probably, if I sat down and had to write the script at 30 years later, I'm sure I could every single night. And Uh, you know, in a business, in a building, you know, one of the taller buildings in the area at in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hi, I'm George Evian. I'm calling for Dial America and the Special Olympics of Utah. I, I, I can probably still do it. And I remember my, the guy that ran the organization, the operation for this branch in Salt Lake City. I remember I was one, listen, I I don't like, I was one of their best me and my buddy that did this, man, we'd go in there four hours a night, five days a week, whatever it is, 20 hours. A week, and we would crush it. We crushed it. I could sell magazines for the special Olympics. I could cold call. It was great. We were good. Then I remember having like for this gentleman that ran the branch, listening in on the calls and I did not do a good job. And maybe I got five or six call And I remember him just destroying me publicly in front of like 30 people. And I just sat there and said, what an asshole. And then my productivity goes down. Then I want to get out of there. Then I'm thinking Then I'm trying to find jobs waiting tables because you don't like I don't need this. Really? You understand? Hey, George, come here for a second. Hey, these last four phone calls didn't go here are three or four things I think you can do better right? I still remember that 30 years later. It's not, it's not what you tell people or all this sort of stuff. I don't remember the exact quote. People are always going to remember how you made them feel. People are going to remember how you make them feel. And I remember exactly 30, 35 years later, I'm 51, 21 years old, whatever it is, 30 years ago. And I remember how that guy made me feel. And I was good at it. What he should have done is encouraged. And I remember the, the, the gentleman still remember his name. His name was Todd coming over to me. And he was kind of the assistant coach. He pulled me aside and said, man, I'm sorry. That was not handled well. And I'll take care of it or something like that. Didn't matter, man. Clear communication, empowerment, autonomy, skill development, get people better, find people that are passionate, Find people that are willing to work, that are passionate about the organization and their roles. And I don't know if this is true or not. I hear many things in podcasts. I write it all down that it impacts me and is valuable to me. And it doesn't mean that it's all true, <laughs> but I've heard that the word passion in Latin or Greek or wherever the origin of words ends up coming from, that the word passion means suffering, suffering. So, or do you have people that are so passionate about what they do that they literally will suffer to develop those skills, those traits, those roles and responsibilities to crush it? If those people are that passionate that they will suffer, that they will do whatever they can to fulfill that role and be great at it, and then you're going to embarrass them and call them out in front of 30 people when they might be your best. So, people that are passionate, that are willing to suffer, to be great. You've got to you got to uplift. You got to coach. You've got to bullet point 5 give constructive feedback. Don't ever take somebody that is great at what they currently do. Somebody that is passionate, willing to suffer for what it takes to be great. Somebody that is all in that when things don't go well, you crush their confidence. Even though you need them. What if in the world of basketball that we're talking about that you destroy somebody's confidence that you, like, let's, uh, now I'm all over the place. Bullet point number one, uh, not on the, the, this list here of confidence. But man, as a leader, you have to understand that these, you, you are going to need people in these roles. And when you need them to execute that role, They need to be at their greatest. You need them. So if they're great at that role, you can't bring them down to where you're embarrassing them and getting after them in front of 30 people selling magazines over the phone. Because when you need them to close, when you need them to win, you want them all in, bought in, and willing to execute and do the suffering it takes to be great you're going to need them and you can't you you've got to have if you need them in that role you've got to encourage and build confidence in that role that they can be great you can't have them not wanting to be there you can't have them wanting to go wait tables when they're really good at selling magazines so listen recognize appreciate celebrate contribution clear communication empowerment, we've talked about that a lot, Autonomy, skill development, get people better. Hey, listen, you're really good at this. Hey, I really love this, you're really good at this, let me do what I can. There's a jet, there's a, a, an NBA player. There's an NBA player named Keith Van Horn. I was lucky enough to watch him a little bit in college. He was at the University of Utah, his numbers retired, he's the all-time leading scorer at Utah. And I was there, observed, personally, over three years, like in in person, watching him work and get better. And then his fourth year, his senior year, I watched from a distance on TV and some friends in the area, et cetera. But that being said, the one thing he did, and he ended up playing in the NBA. He was the second pick in the NBA draft. He was drafted behind Tim Duncan, who was at Wake Forest. Like he was that good. The best thing he did was when he was a freshman, he became friends with a guy Um, whose name's escaping me right now. And that guy was not that good. He was a walk-on. He was never going to play, but they became best friends. And, that person ended up being the person like, hey, I'm like, I'm really good at this. I really love this. I could play in the NBA. I'm gonna be an all-American. I'm gonna score the most points. We're gonna go to the Final Four. Blah blah blah. All this sort of stuff. And then this guy named Kelly. Now that I remember his name, his name Kelly ended up being his best friend and said, hey, I will hang out with you and I'll rebound for you. So I, I come back to the skill development. I'm passionate. I'm willing to suffer. I'm great at it. I have high confidence. I have coaches that believe in me, that give me the confidence. Skill development, skill development opportunities. Hey, here's a dude that wants to hang out with me. He doesn't want to party. doesn't want to chase girls. He wants to be in the gym and he wants to rebound for me. And I'm going to be great because I have that in my life. Man, that's powerful. Can you do that? Then as a coach, if you have that, as a leader, you have that sales guy. While everybody on a Friday is out at the corner bar, you have a guy making calls, planning his week, reading sales books, gets there at six in the morning, has more done before seven than most people get done by noon. Like you got all that. And then you're going to crush that person when two sales go don't go his way. It's a 10X mindset versus a 2X mindset. And some of us are thinking 10X and need to, have people around them that are encouraging them to get there. And some people just want to keep you where you are to exit. Just do more of that. Hey, listen, quick podcast on a Monday. It's a holiday. I'm actually really fired up. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Please continue to share these for me. It's going great. It's been a great start to the year. Many of you that listen to this and the numbers are growing. And we are, we've almost doubled in 15 days what we typically do on this podcast. And it's because of you. It's because you're listening to it. It's because you've made it this far. So do me a favor. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, just do one thing for me. Go click follow. Go click follow on Instagram. It costs you nothing, not on Instagram, on Spotify. Costs you nothing and helps us out quite a bit. Listen, have a great start to your week. And have a great January. You're 15 days in. I hope you're crushing it. Take care.